Well, thank you everybody for joining us here live at the National Shrine of the Divine Mercy. I'm Father Chris Alar, one of the Marian priests. And it's great to have you with us for something that's much overdue. Uh, I've been working a long time on putting this talk together, talking with people, uh, with theologians, uh, with church officials, with former Freemasons. And we're bringing you today an important and critically important topic on Freemasonry and what the church actually teaches and why. And so we're very grateful as I take you back to seminary. We didn't talk enough about this in seminary. We did some. I'm going to share that with you. But let's first begin with a prayer of protection in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we ask you send the Holy Spirit down to protect myself during this talk, our Marian community of priests and brothers, our lay faithful, our association of Marian helpers, and most of all the church from the attacks of the evil one, from the wickedness of Satan, and for those who wish to do her harm in the beautiful church you have given us. We ask especially for the intercession of St. Maximilian Kolbe, who through the Militia Immaculata fought the evils of, of secularism and Freemasonry. And we ask this protection through Christ our Lord. In name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, this is such an important topic, and I get so involved in our faith, in defense of our faith. I'm going to be giving you church teaching. You, Many of you will not like it. Hey, I am a priest. My job is to tell you what the church teaches and why. God bless you, and that's what we're going to do today. All right, you saw on your screen Freemasonry, the truth of the lodge. Now, we put this talk under the intercession of the mantle of Mary and St. Maximilian Kolbe, as I said, who formed the Militia Immaculata to protect against Freemasonry. Now, I'm going to start right with a heavy punch, because this is what nobody in our Catholic faith realizes, and I mean nobody, maybe a few theologians. But I want to start right off the bat with the fact that Freemasonry has been involved in many revolutions and is still a huge danger today. <clears throat> what you don't know, and I didn't even know till I was into my priesthood, are the incredibly important years of 1517, 1717, 1917. This is Satan's plan to destroy mankind. Now we know he won't be successful. Christ promises the gates of hell, but in the battle, we're going to lose souls if we don't stand up. What happened? All right. In 1517 was Satan's attack against the Catholic Church, specifically the Protestant Reformation, the Protestant Revolt. Then, exactly 200 years later, was Satan's attack on all of Christianity in the Masonic Revolt. It was the forming of Freemasonry formalized 1717. Then exactly 200 years after that was Satan's attack on God himself. 
They attack through the communist revolt with attack on God himself. And I'm going to lay all this out for you because it is fascinating. And we have to do something. We have to pray fast. We have to. All right, so let's look at our slide. Our first slide, here's a picture. Guess what date? Unbelievable. June 24th, 1717. The Grand Lodge of London was founded to officially unify Freemasonry. It was the official beginning of Freemasonry. Notice the date, June 24th. On that day, they expressed their covert goal to destroy the Catholic Church. This is not a secret. This is their goal, to destroy the Catholic Church and religion so that secularism can reign. Now, ironically, wasn't it June 24th that Roe v. Wade was just overturned? The feast of John the Baptist, the birth of John the Baptist, who what? Proclaimed the truth. He's the number one saint in proclamation of the truth. Him and St. Joseph and Mother Mary. On that same day, Roe v. Wade was overturned. June 24th was the feast of the Sacred Heart. Don't think God isn't doing something here. All right, so you've got this 1517, an attack on Catholicism. 1717, an attack on all of Christianity. Then 1917, with the Bolshevik Revolution, attack on God himself through atheism. Now, the mission was to gather the principles of the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment was actually the Dark Ages. The Dark Ages were actually the Enlightenment, what they call the Dark Ages, scholasticism, Thomas Aquinas. That was true Enlightenment. What we call the Enlightenment is really the Dark Ages. Man is God. Reason reigns supreme. So they put this, the mission, to take the principles of the Enlightenment into a single, powerful, secret society to implement it, to carry it out. What, Father, to carry what out? The Enlightenment ideals. The ideals that man is God, not God. It's an overthrow. It's Satan's attempt to overthrow. Now, <clears throat> they started to bear rotten fruit. 1730, masonry comes to the United States. 1789, the anti-Catholic revolution, the French revolution. I was just in France. Horrible. 4% of Catholics uh, practicing their faith. All right, so it was the first, these were the first bad fruits of many Masonic revolutions. The French Revolution, the Irish Rising of 1798, South American revolts against Spain as well as the unification of Italy, leading the French Third Republic that confiscated church property in France. All this. I won't get into that detail. But let's look at our next slide because it got so bad. This is Blessed Miguel Pro that they slaughtered priests. This is Blessed Miguel Pro. Remember, Viva Cristo Rey. Right? So after the Mexican Revolution and during the Spanish Civil War, slaughtering of priests, Satan, then the biggie, 1917. This all ties together. A group of Russian parliament, 
belong to a Masonic branch called the Grand Orient of the Peoples of Russia. They were a majority in the parliament and they threw over the Orthodox Christian government of the Tsar. Now, let's look at our next slide. The most notable Bolsheviks, Vladimir Lenin and Leo Trotsky. Now, history differs on whether or not they were actually Masons. Some say no, they were anti-Masons. But one thing is for sure, they used Masonry to achieve their agenda, their political agenda. So, the first strike, again, I can't emphasize this enough. The first strike against the Catholic Church was Protestantism, 1517. The culminating atheistic blow came 1917 by the Bolsheviks in atheism. But this jump from the Protestant Reformation to outright atheism could not have happened without Freemasonry in the middle. It's a fact. It's a fact. So this is this jump from Protestantism to atheism happened exactly in between the two. 1517, Protestant Reformation. 1917, atheism runs amok. And right dab in the middle, 19, uh, excuse me, 1717 was the forming of masonry. Now, Marxism would not have worked unless the masons had already been put in place. This is the great modern attack on God by Satan. And he comes in waves. 200 years, 200 years, 200 years. So let's look at our next slide. The bottom line here is we went from the Protestants' Reformation to overthrowing the church to the Masonic Revolution that we overthrow Christianity to the Marxist revolution, we overthrow God altogether. That's what you see on your screen. You think this is to be taken lightly? Oh, Father, they're just a bunch of great people in fuzz hats. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. So evil conspired against the Catholic Church first, then all of Christianity, then God himself. That is why the world is in a mess. And right in the middle, literally in the middle, is Freemasonry. Pius XII said that these are the principles responsible for the danger that threatens mankind. Pius XII. <clears throat> now, does this mean, Father, that we should run and hide and give up and be scared? No. What was God's answer? What was God's answer at the exact same time of the, Protest or the uh, Bolshevik revolution of atheism? Mary. Fatima. This is why Mary appeared in Fatima in 1917. Her immaculate heart will triumph, but in the meantime, we got to fight for the souls that are being lost on the battlefield. Yes, God wins the war, but we're trying to minimize casualties in the meantime. This is what it is. We still have the effects of anti-Catholicism around the world, and they're taking souls with them. Our job, your job, watching with us, is to minimize this. We're going to show you how. All right. To accomplish this goal, the first thing Freemasonry had to be is anti-Catholic. So the Lodge, yes, it's true, has many sects whose groups don't always agree on things, 
And they're not necessarily even fraternal towards each other. It's a lot of different groups. You got the Scottish group, you've got the American group. So we're going to generalize here. And I know you're probably going to find one example in something I saying, Father, well, the group in Sri Lanka does not do that. Okay, I'm just generalizing here in a big picture sense. There's always exceptions, all right? So it's not applicable to all, but we're going to give you the majority of what is. Now, in the Scottish, the Scottish Freemasonry, really the 32nd degree, the 33rd is kind of honorary, but that 32nd degree says its goal is to rule the world and it makes sense the Catholic Church has to go. Because you can't rewrite man's definition of the world if you've got God standing in the way. And how is God standing in the way of the Catholic Church? Now, in the Scottish Rite, in the 32nd degree, <clears throat> and this I got from Mark Miravalli at Franciscan University who actually worked with Masons. One will thrust a lance into a skull wearing a papal crown, screaming imposter. It's anti-papacy. Stomping on a cross. It stands against the Catholic Church. Now, how has it stood against the Catholic Church and why does the Catholic Church warn against masonry? Three reasons. Syncretism, relativism, and indifference. The three things crushing our world today. And what I believe are because of masonry. Now, what is syncretism? This is the blending together of many religions. All right? Without regard to the true faith of Christianity. Oh, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. My own parents said that. My own parents it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. Yes, it does matter what you believe in. There's only one truth, and his name is Jesus Christ. The way, the truth, and the life. <clears throat> it doesn't matter what you believe. This is relativism. Don't give me your truth. I have my truth. What I believe is what I believe. You believe what you believe. This is relativism. So syncretism is having any Blending together of any religious, Islam, uh, Buddhism, uh, Protestant, C Catholicism, or uh, Christianity, blending them all together, they're all equal. That's syncretism. Relativism is basically, it doesn't matter, you have your belief, I have my belief, they're all right. And then there's finally indifference. The big one hurting us today. That God's revelation, eh, doesn't matter what Jesus said. We don't focus on Jesus. We're indifferent towards God's own revelation. We're indifferent to that. So let's look at our next slide. Here's the symbol, the Masonic symbol with the letter G. All right, the letter G. Now, many will argue this is very debated on what that G stands for. As basic as geometry, some say. As high as God, others say. Or most in the middle will say G stands for the great architect of the universe. All right? It's not a Christian God. Some will argue these. 
But one of the core requirements to becoming a Mason is belief in a God, small g, not the God. This belief is necessary to receive, to be received in the fraternity. So it's up to the individual, I think, what that G stands for, but it's problematic. Let's keep going. It is the false God of all deities and all religions. The G represents mixing them all together. It's like a bowl of soup. You got carrots and celery and noodles and potatoes and meat. You got everything in this. It's just a hodgepodge. That can't be true. You can't have thousands of different truths. All right. To them, all deities are equal. All religions are true. None are false. Again, this is relativism. Dangerous. This is really polytheism in a sense. And members are not even required to be monotheists. So let's look at our next slide. Even Wicca and occultism are found in some Masonic liturgies. Very problematic. <clears throat> There's no faith or creed that's unique to the Masons. But that's a problem because Jesus doesn't share God, the true God, read the Old Testament, doesn't share his divinity with anyone. Not Buddha, not Islam, nobody. That's the message. It creates, masonry creates one spiritual brotherhood and one spiritual godhood for many religions. Oh, well, that sounds really good, Father. No, nah, not when you look at it on the surface, but it's not. The Bible says there will be religious deception. This is Thessalonians. You can't serve multiple gods because there aren't multiple gods. The Antichrist tells us, the Bible tells us, will be religious deception. The Bible says the Antichrist will be based on religious deception. That's what we have here. This is a false spirituality to replace the gospel, to replace God with man. Mason Christians, you can't be Christian in Mason, but there are Mason Christians, will pray to the triune God on Sunday and then go to a Mason meeting during the week and totally reject him can't serve two gods because there aren't two yeah they do believe in god but they're deists they deny the trinity they deny the divinity of christ they deny the sacraments these are the way to salvation jesus christ and the sacraments you deny that you're jeopardizing your salvation it's a one world religion this is a problem so they silence Jesus Christ because they say it will offend people. Where have we heard that? How about everywhere in our Western world today? This is the influence of masonry. The Bible. The Bible spoke of this. Remember the apostles when the authorities put them in jail and said, you're not allowed to mention that name? This is what we're dealing with with masonry. It's the same. It doesn't matter what you believe in but that you believe so that we can all get along. No, Jesus said there will be division. There will be division. <clears throat> we can never deny the name of Jesus for the sake of unity. Let me repeat that. We can never deny the name of Jesus 
for the sake of unity. We are to be united under Christ and only Christ. We can't put brotherhood and fellowship ahead of the truth. This is the misconception of the entire world today. This is why the church forbids masonry. Masonic understanding of God is in conflict with Catholic faith and the Bible. You know that they believe that Satan is not real? I didn't know this, but only a force created by God. Yes, we know he was created by God, but we know he's more than a force. He's a fallen angel. The Trinity, which they don't believe in, is exclusive, not inclusive. All this talk today about inclusivity, inclusive. Sorry, God is not inclusive. What I mean by that is not that he doesn't include all people, meaning that he doesn't include other false gods. No, he doesn't. <clears throat> there are not other false gods. This is the first commandment. Masonry breaks the first commandment. It omits Jesus from their prayers. It worships or, or, or reverences all gods. They also break the second commandment with false oaths. <clears throat> so, wow, you're hitting it big here. First and second commandment, broken. The candidate who comes in doesn't even really all the time know all the secrets to which he is even taking an oath. There are many good Masons. Father, don't tell me my brother-in-law is a Mason. He's a good man. I'm not saying. We love the people trying to save from the danger of the message. I'm not criticizing the people or condemning the people. A lot of these people don't even know. The lower levels don't even know. The oath, why is it wrong? Because of to whom it is taken and to what the person is swearing. It's a false oath. Masonry considers itself sufficient for salvation. No. Jesus Christ is sufficient for salvation. Him and only him. Some Masonic partisans seem to believe that masonry could not qualify as religion because it doesn't have dogma or denominations. But actually, the, the, the lodge itself, Freemasonry, demands only belief in two things. One, a supreme architect, a great architect, and two, that the soul is immortal. Now, that doesn't sound that bad on the surface. Simply because masonry reduces its theological statement to those two things, we cannot say it's not a religion. It's a false religion. Albert Pike, who was a mason, said masonry is its own universal religion. Now, here's the point, everybody. <clears throat> it says it is the divinely appointed institution, not the church. Danger when anybody or anything other than Jesus Christ and his Catholic church tells you that they are the way, run away. Run away. This is the work of the Antichrist. The unity that they seek is already in the Catholic church. One God, one faith, one baptism. That's unity. We have it right here in the Catholic church. Instead, Masons put the lodge above Jesus, church, and the family. You can't do that. Now, 
The Bible says God made light, not the darkness. And what is darkness? Darkness is not a real thing. Darkness is an absence of something, an absence of light. So these Masonic lodges often are built without much light, without much windows. A lot of times people will claim that, that, that that's keeping things in the dark. Now, the goal, as I said, is not to hate Masons. We're not here to do that. Not at all. But to save them from a false ideology. You know, Maximilian Kobe, this is exactly what he did. He prayed for Masons. He said, I pray for those who have, do not have recourse to thee. Talking about Mother Mary, he was talking about the Masons. You know what's interesting? He said, of all the intentions you can ever pray on your rosary, and there are many, health of our loved ones and growth in virtue, he said the number one intention for your rosary should be the conversion of Masons. This was Maximilian Kolbe. Mary, she's the answer. Why? She's the crusher of heresy. She's the key. Mary brings the grace of Jesus, which crushes error and brings forth the true illumination. Not the Illuminati, but the illumination. So here's what's fascinating, everybody. Be consecrated to Mary like Maximilian Kobe. Let's look at our next slide. The consecration to Jesus through Mary, a 33-day program by St. Louis de Montfort. You ever make that connection? I didn't until I was talking with Father Gabe in the kitchen last night. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Who crushes heresy? Mother Mary. How did St. Maximilian Kolbe say to be under her protection, consecrate to her? What does St. Louis de Montfort give us? A 33-day consecration. Guess what? 33 levels of masonry. 33 days of consecration. Each day of the consecration obliterate a level of masonry that is false. I'm sitting there in the kitchen with Father Gabe going, Father Anthony going, whoa, that's huge. And it just occurred to me, do the 33 days of St. Louis de Montfort, do this consecration and obliterate the 33 levels of Satan that are trying to overtake, especially the highest. Some of the lower level ones, they, 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 they're, they're not even sure of what's happening. <coughs> so that is our last slide. Now, Freemasonry began really in the garden with disobedience. I know better than God. I want to know better God. Remember, they didn't eat from the tree of life. They ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. They wanted to be like God. It places Satan in place of Jesus. In order to accomplish that, you got to get rid of the vicar of Christ. The line of the chair of Peter. This starts with the lack of the real presence of Jesus. Blow away the real presence and belief in it. And this is what has happened in the recent decades of our church. Listen to this. From the book AA 1025, which is a, a manifest based on um, some discovered documents of a KGB spy called Memoirs of a Communist Infiltration into the Church. St. Benedict Press, they're very good, 2009. 
I want you to look at the screen. I'm going to read this to you. Listen to this. Moreover, the faithful will have to break themselves from the habit of kneeling. This is, this is found on a communist infiltrator into the church. The faithful will have to break themselves from the habit of kneeling, and this will be absolutely forbidden when receiving communion. Very soon, the host will be laid in the hand in order that all notion of the sacred be erased. Whoa. That's a wake-up call. Basically saying, erase the reverence of the sacred, erase the belief in the real presence. Diminish that. And our objective is, is, is on its way. The Masonic P2 Lodge out of Italy released the following document in 1962. Listen to this. <clears throat> this is from the Masonic P2 Lodge. You don't think that they're anti-Catholic? Listen. Quote, get non-priests to give communion. Say that this is the age of the laity. Start giving communion in the hand like the Protestants instead of on the tongue. Collect some hosts for black masses. That is in a Masonic P2 Lodge release document of 1962. Hmm. It's working. It's working. In a recent Gallup poll, listen to what many Americans have said. They have adopted Masonic viewpoints on eight moral issues. This is shocking. Birth control, 91% of Catholics agree with. Divorce, 73% of Catholics agree with. Heterosexual fornication, 69% of Catholics do not see a problem. Homosexuality, 63% of Catholics think is okay. Birth outside of wedlock, 62% of Catholics thinks it's okay. Doctor-assisted suicide, 57% of Catholics think it's okay. Even pornography, 36% of Catholics think is okay. What? And polygamy, even polygamy, 17% of Catholics think is okay. Have we lost our minds? This is what's happening with this indoctrination. Let's look at our next slide. <clears throat> Anybody know what this is? Father Gabe pointed this out, Our Lady of Good Success. Father Gabe pointed this out yesterday. You know, we must recognize, or, or we recognize, I guess you could say, most of these predictions have already been stated by Our Lady of Good Success in Ecuador in 1610. Mary said, shortly after the middle of the 20th century, passions will erupt and there will be total corruption in the church. Corruption of customs. And listen to this. Mary's words, for Satan will reign almost completely by the means of the Masonic sects. 
This is Mary. These are her words at the approved apparition of Our Lady of Good Success, saying that Satan will reign almost completely by the means of masonry. I'm just giving you the truth. I'm just teaching you what Mary said, what the church says. So you heard me say before, if I disappear after this talk, I did not run away. If I'm found dead, I did not commit suicide. We're praying for the protection of Mother Mary to state the truth. Maximilian Kolbe, to state the truth. Society cannot resist the diabolical without the true teachings of the true faith, the church. Wow. So what do us Catholics need to know? All right. <clears throat> the problem is not all Catholics agree with this. They don't see any concern. They don't see Freemasonry as dangerous, even satanic, as a satanic cult founded to destroy Catholicism. They don't see it. That's because why? Masonry likes to present itself as, quote, an ancient order dedicated to the brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. We believe in that. The brotherhood of man and the fatherhood of God. But notice how it gets warped. Let's look at our next slide. The basic unit of regular Freemasonry, or the blue, it's called, or the craft, the blue lodge, or the craft, has three degrees. One, on your screen, entered apprentice. Two, is fellow craft. And three, is Master Mason. Now I'll explain those in a minute. Initiation is the main business in a Masonic temple. I remember down in Toledo, Ohio, my mom used to say when she was in college, she would go and, and dance at the Masonic temple. I remember when I was in a fraternity, we had our ball at the Masonic temple. Talk about really wayward college fraternities. I mean, I've said before, I believe the beads of Mardi Gras are mockery of the rosary, and I believe fraternities are mockery of religious communities. They were a gathering of men that lived together in community for the purpose, at least in my community, for debauchery. And where would we do all our activities? At the Masonic Temple in Toledo. It's just stating fact here. At the Masonic Temple, members learn grips, signs, rituals, the American local lodges are mostly grouped in state grand lodges that are recognized by the mother lodge in London. This is how they're set up. Women are not normally members, but masters' wives can join the Order of the Eastern Star. Boy, that sounds really authentic, right? Their daughters can join Job's daughters or the Order of the Rainbow for Girls. Hmm. African-Americans are not traditionally admitted either. Instead, they're accepted into Grand Lodges for blacks called Prince Halls. Hmm. People like to attack the Catholic Church for its involvement in slavery. I've debunked that. I've done several talks on that. You know who most leaders in the KKK were? They weren't, they weren't Catholics. K, the, the Ku Klux Klan is anti-Catholic. Most leaders were Masons. Most leaders were Masons. 
Now, the origins and history of this. It is the oldest fraternal organization in the world. The oldest and the largest secret society in the world. <clears throat> According to the Masonic Service Association, there are 1.2 million Freemasons in the United States. Down from a high, though, of 5 million in 1958. So God is starting to make a difference in people's minds and hearts. It originated in the British Isles, right? And most of its members still live in English-speaking countries. But where did they come from? All right, look at our next slide. Freemasons formed from a group of stonemasons, like a guild, okay? During the Middle Ages, there were many stonemasons, and it was seen as an important occupation because they were building many buildings, even church cathedrals. So this is important. But in the Protestant Reformation, all of this stopped. Churches were not being built. So they allowed non-masons, non-stonemasons in. Now, some claim that Freemasons will go back farther to the builders of Solomon's temple. Okay? Now, their focus is on somebody called Haram Abif, the legendary and mythical builder of the Temple of Solomon. This is crazy. Other conspiracies connect Freemasons with the Illuminati or the Knights Templar, but there's little proof of that. But they're also associated with the New World Order and their conspiracy to run the world. We'll talk about that in a minute. Now, a lot of people will say, well, what about the United States, Father? Okay. Founding of the United States did happen at the time of the Enlightenment. And nobody's going to argue there weren't Enlightenment influence on the founding of the United States. Founding fathers such as George Washington and Ben Franklin had, this is true, had Masonic geometric designs interwoven into American society, like the Great Seal of the United States or even the $1 bill. All right? The architecture of the National Mall the streets of Washington, all, some people say, were part of a master plan and a Masonic government as a model for the coming New World Order. But let's put something on the screen here I want to show you. I talked to several theologians about this and historians. The Latin phrase there on your screen, on the back of the dollar bill, Novus Ordo Seculorum, that appears not only on the Great Seal, of the U.S. since 1782, but on the back of the dollar bill since 1935, ironically, Roosevelt, who was a Mason, translates to the order, excuse me, new order of the ages and alludes to the beginning of an era where the United States of America is an independent nation state. So all the theologians I talk to, all the historians I talk to, claim that this is mistranslated as a new world order. Okay? It was more simply just saying that the U.S. now marked the beginning of an era where the United States of America would be an independent nation state. Fascinating. All right? Now, why not a new world order in regards to America? Well, many Grand Lodges are independent. They don't have a common agenda. They don't. 
The points of belief of the different lodges, they differ. This is how evil works. This is how evil works, not the church. The church has one unified position. These lodges all have <coughs> different positions. <coughs> As such, the term Masonic government, all the theologians I talked to said may be erroneous because there's no consensus among Freemasons about what an ideal government should even look like. I find that interesting. Now, most Freemasons, the younger or the lower levels, are unaware of hidden, secretive ruling bodies within their own organization. Many are not even aware of it. But what is common is a fascination with secret knowledge. This is the problem. You know what it's called? Gnosticism. That's been the problem of heresy that the church is warned against for millennia, forever. This was part of the first temptation, as I said, of the serpent, of Adam and Eve in the garden. The fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, that's Gnosticism. It looked good and seemed desirable because it appeared to make you wise. But ultimately, they lost that knowledge, their infused knowledge, the preternatural gifts, as well as sanctifying grace. They blew it. We fell. Now, to see why the Catholic Church has repeatedly and strongly condemned membership in Freemasonry or any of its related groups requires a look at its teaching and history. I'm representing the church. This is my job. As we said, Freemasons pretend to preserve ancient secrets handed down from Solomon's builders and pagan mystery cults via the medieval Knights Templar. This is where they get all the secret stuff. As Gnostic, it offers light. You will be wise. Wise in a way unobtainable any other way. It perfects the human person and improves society. So, hey, Father, that's a good thing, isn't it? Ask Adam and Eve if it was a good thing. Ask Adam and Eve if it was a good thing that them wanted to be, had the knowledge, the secret knowledge of God by eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Ask them if it was a good thing. How could we miss this boat? All right. <clears throat> They even displayed the Bible during some of their rituals as a volume of the sacred law. So people will say, well, this is good. Well, they're about social establishment, not about the word of God. Politics, professionals, military, finance, even the police have deep entrenched in masonry. Now, American masons come to hold power at all levels of government. The presidency, Congress, the Supreme Court. Over the years, this is why there has been a huge fight in the government against parochial Catholic schools and a demand of absolute separation of church and state, although it's not in the Constitution. Jefferson wrote it to a letter to the Danbury Baptist saying, there needs to be a separation of church and state, but he didn't mean to protect the state from the church. He meant to protect the church from the state. Wow. At their height between 1920 and 1960, this is when all this stuff went awry. 
Now let's look at our next slide. These are the handshakes. Oh man, probably going to get in trouble for this one. But I'm going to reveal to you, I was able to access and get <clears throat> from a former Mason the handshakes. There is a handshake for each degree. Apprentice, fellow craft, and master that they use in their ceremonies. Now, many people will say, well, wait a minute, Father. The Old, Te Old Testament references that they use and the Hebrew words, this must be Jewish. Okay, there is some Jewish influence, they believe. But the founders were Christian Scots. Right? And its constitutions were written by a Protestant. Hmm. In response, the Catholic Church founded the Knights of Columbus. Join the Knights, founded by Father Michael McGivney in 1882. This offered Catholics an alternative to the Lodge. Let's keep going. We're doing good. Freemasonry and anti-Catholicism. <clears throat> From the time Freemasonry penetrated Europe, the church is warned against it. Now listen to this. Since the decree in Eminenti um, by Pope Clement VII in 1738, he warned against this. Catholics have been forbidden to join the Masons. Now in 1983, there was a change and they kind of loosened the language, but, but it still holds. Used to be under the pain of excommunication. Now, after Clement, I'm sorry, I said seventh, Clement the twelfth, eight popes after that repeated the message, especially the greatest of the, all the popes, Leo the thirteenth. Leo the thirteenth in 1884, in humanum genus, denounced the lodge as a deceitful and crafty enemy. Let's look here. That's next slide. That's Pope Leo the thirteenth. God bless him. Pope Leo XIII declared, let no man drink. I'm sorry, let no man think. <laughs> I need a drink myself. Let no man think that he may, for any reason whatsoever, join the Masonic sect if he values his Catholic name and his eternal salvation as he ought to value them. Wow. Wake-up call. Leo XIII went on. He said, Masonry is intrinsically a false religion to replace Jesus, and no man can join the Masonic sect. Their chief dogma is at odds with reason and is perverse because it goes against what God himself established. This is Satan himself inflamed against Christ and attacks the papacy. These are the words of Leo XIII. There was a Confederate general. It was a deep mason, Albert Pike. He referred to the papacy as, quote, a deadly, treacherous enemy and wrote, this is a Mason now. The papacy has been for a thousand years the torture and curse of humanity, the most shameless imposter. It is in its presence 
to spiritual power, or wait, in its pretense to spiritual power of all ages. Anti-Catholic. A stern prohibition with excommunication was included in the 1917 Code of Canon Law. Now, there has been a mistake in understanding because when the new Code of Canon Law came out in 1983, it did not mention Masonry by name. But guess what Cardinal Ratzinger did? Cardinal Ratzinger, with the approval of John Paul, made a statement as the head of the CDF, the Congregation of the Doctrine of the Faith, in November 1983. Let's read it. Our next slide. This is Ratzinger. The church's negative position on Masonic associations therefore remains unaltered since their principles have always been regarded as irreconcilable with the church's doctrine. So membership remains forbidden. The faithful who enroll in Masonic associations are in a state of grave sin and may not receive Holy Communion. This was after they removed the word Mason from the Code of Canon Law 1983. Ratzinger jumped right on it. And he said, I need to clarify this. And says, you can't be a Mason or you are in a state of grave sin. You can't receive Holy Communion. So the church has condemned Freemasonry and the other secret societies at least 53 times since 1738. 53 times. <clears throat> As a priest, it is my duty, my obligation to teach this. This is not my made-up opinion. This is my opinion based on church teaching. And it is church teaching, not my opinion. I agree with it, but numerous other Christian bodies, do you know this, also condemn Freemasonry. The Lutherans, did you know that? Many evangelicals, Pentecostals, Baptists, Mormons, and Orthodox, they too condemn it. The Mason swears that if he ever reveals the secrets of Masonry, this is written down. I got this right from their handbook. One of our employees got the handbook. The Mason swears that if he ever reveals the secrets of Masonry, he wheels I'm sorry, he wills to be subject to self-mutilation or to gruesome execution. Now, this doesn't seem likely nowadays, but there have been cases in the past. One of the cases was a guy in the United States government who said he was going to reveal the secrets of masonry and suddenly disappeared. This was back in the 1770s. The initiates, they subscribe to secret blood oaths that are contrary to Christian morals. The Masonic morality is very selective and very odd. Listen to this. In regulating a man's sex life, the Masonic oath says, I promise and swear that I will not violate the chastity of a Mason's wife, his mother, his sister, or daughter. That's it. Doesn't say anything about anybody else. Just about the family of another Mason. So one scholar told me, well, that presumably means all others are fair game to violate. That's kind of weird. All right, now what about other things, Father, like Shriners? Let's go to our next 
slide, I want you to look at that symbol. The Shriner is very close. What do you see in that symbol? It's the Islamic sword. It's the Islamic symbol of the crescent moon. So is it okay to support the Shriners? Okay, Catholic answers. I'm going to borrow from them. They did a real good job on this. Some Masonic lodges may provide good service to the community, but a lot of times as a front to improve their image. Shriners take initiation rites. Yes, they do good work. They help children. But do you know they take initiation rites in mosques? Do you know that their oath is taken on the Quran and sworn to Allah? It's crazy. The Catholic Church has not formally pronounced, made a formal pronouncement on financially supporting Shriner hospitals. They have not. One should never, though, give to a Masonic endeavor because it advances the anti-Catholic mission of the Masons. But, and, and, well, and therefore would be formal cooperation with an intrinsic moral evil and therefore a sin. Here one should consider the church's teaching on the principle of double effect. One can never choose evil to do a good. And support anti-Catholicism is an evil. Now, is it necessary, you should ask yourself, to treat seriously disabled children in a given geographical area with no alternatives? Is there a good Catholic hospital in the area that can provide also care that you should also direct maybe your funds first? Okay, that's a good question. Now, the church does say, however, if a Shriners hospital is the only means of serving disabled children in the area, then it could be a good thing for a Catholic to give money, but only specifically to support the Shriners' care of children, not the bigger lodge and the mission of the bigger lodge. That makes sense? Very important. Okay, so these higher levels... The Shriners are the lower levels. These are doing some good work, but it's the higher levels where the problem becomes. All right. The status of any Freemason can be identified by his degree. So the Scottish Rite, as we said, has 33 degrees. Do you know that there are more than 160,000 members of the Scottish Rite of Freemasonry? 4,000 holding 33 degree, 33rd degree. <clears throat> so there's 4,000 that are 33rd degree. In all forms, the entered apprentice, remember we said the three levels, let's go back to that. The entered apprentice, those degrees are just an introduction to the Masonic order. They learn about ritual, symbolism, and masonry. Then the next level, remember we said, is fellow craft. In these degrees, they pursue a more advanced search for understanding. Now we're getting a little more dangerous. Philosophy, intellectual enlightenment, and wisdom. Hmm. They say this degrees, or this second major category of degrees, represents manhood. You want to be a real man? Be a man of Jesus Christ. That's being a real man. The third degree of Master Mason, they said, represents maturity with advanced wisdom and knowledge. This is Gnosticism. This is the Garden of Adam and Eve. This is the danger. So Freemasonry is a religion. Now, 
I used to play Little League Baseball for the Elks and for Moose Lodge. Now I was all worried. Well, I found out that the Elks and Moose, they are not a religion. So they are not strictly forbidden. But you got to be careful, same type of thing there. Now, let's go back to the U.S. government. Do we have a Masonic Republic? Okay, yes, there were Masons among the founding fathers, but a majority were not Mason. All right, insofar as the USA is founded on what? The natural law. We were founded on Judeo-Christian principles of the natural law. That's why the United States is worth fighting for and dying for. That is what we were founded on. It is founded on true and good principles. It doesn't matter if Freemasons have spoken approvingly of these things and even there were some of them involved. Let's look at our next slide. We've had how many presidents in the United States? 46. Most people tell you most of them are Masons. No, only 14. 14 of 46 U.S. presidents were Masons. You know who they were? The ones that received master Mason degree were George Washington, James Monroe, Andrew Jackson, James Polk, James Buchanan, Andrew Johnson, James Garfield, William McKinley, Theodore Roosevelt, William Taft, Warren Harding, FDR, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, and Harry Truman, <coughs> and Gerald Ford. I heard a very troubling statement, I have no idea if it's true or not, that Harry Truman being a third, 33rd degree Mason, and one of the reasons why Hiroshima and Nagasaki were chosen for the bombing is because they were the most Catholic cities in Japan. I don't want to believe that. I don't know if it's true, but God stepped in. You know, the Franciscans who were living there when the atom bomb hit were untouched. Right at ground zero. Untouched. All right, last page, everybody. Getting near the end. How many signers of the Declaration of Independence did we have? 56. Only nine of those were Freemasons. And not necessarily even during the time of the signing. You won't even recognize most of these names. Of course, you know Benjamin Franklin and John Hancock. But you know who the other seven were? William Ellery, Joseph Hughes, William Hooper, Robert Treat Payne, Richard Stockton, George Walton, and William Whipple. That was it. Now, disappointing to me, let's look at our next slide, are other people who were Masons. I'm a huge baseball fan. I just learned Cy Young was a Mason. I'm a classical musical fan. I learned Beethoven and Mozart were Masons. I was a Houdini fan, huge Houdini fan when I was a kid. He died in Detroit. I wanted to be like him. He was a Mason. <clears throat> I did contract work for Ford Motor Company. I found out Henry Ford was a Mason. I used to read Mark Twain. I found out Mark Twain was a Mason. I loved Winston Churchill, what he did for England, our, the greatest hour. I found out he was a Mason. And the biggest one for me, Davy Crockett. I had the coonskin hat. Was a Mason. Now, some of you will say so was John, John Wayne, but John Wayne, according to his own grandson, who's a Catholic priest, 
He said he had a deathbed conversion, and he said his only regret in my life is that he didn't become Catholic sooner. John Wayne. Now he's a victim of cancel culture anyway. All right, so let's finish with Masonic symbols because I get them all the time. Father, you have a Masonic floor of checkerboard, and I don't know if Brother Mark can zoom in on the cross, but we have the great seeing eye, the all-seeing eye. Father, I will never watch another mass from the National Shrine of Divine Mercy because you have the checkered Masonic floor and you have the great seeing eye. Let's talk about this. Everything comes from God. That includes things that the occultists try to use for magic or pagan worship. The sun, the stars, the moon, the eye, the hand. These come from God. They're misuse. All right, does not make them bad. It's kind of like a computer. I say this all the time. Should we throw away all the computers because somebody uses them for pornography or cyberbullying? Because somebody misuses them doesn't make them bad. It's like plenary indulgences. The misuse of good things does not make those things bad. They remain the property of God. Misuse of something is no argument against its proper use. For instance, Satanists use the Eucharist in a black mass. Does that mean we should stop using the mass or celebrating the mass? What about astrologers? Astrologers are wacky. Look into the heavens for horoscopes. Does that mean we should stop astronomy studying the planets? No. <clears throat> All right, let's start with the all-seeing eye. <clears throat> if you see on our procession cross, Right above the head of Jesus, I have gotten so many letters because there is a triangle with an eye. All right, contrary to what many people think, the all-seeing eye was used in Christian art way before the Masons. It's not a Masonic symbol originally, but represents the all-seeing eye of the omnipotent God who sees all things, divine providence. It is called the eye of providence, and when surrounded by a triangle, this coming from theologians, it symbolizes the Trinity. We can't help it that some yo-yos have misused it. It does appear, yes, on countless Masonic buildings, and features is featured on the reverse side of the American dollar bill, as we said, and on the Great Seal of the U.S., and it was used in ancient Egypt as motif. Yes, this is all true. But originally, the eye of providence was a Christian symbol. And the earliest examples of it can be found in religious art of the Renaissance. It represented God. This was before the founding of masonry. The masonry was founded in 1717. This was before that. The triangle that surrounds the eye was a long-standing symbol of the Christian Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Sometimes, did you know this? Centuries ago, God was depicted with a triangular halo. Did you know that? He was depicted with a triangular halo. It means the Trinity. 
Now in 1782, the great seal of the USA was unveiled. The eye of providence was a conventional symbol of God's sympathetic oversight for this fledgling nation. None of those examples, in none of those examples was Freemasonry involved according to every historian, theologian, church scholar that I have spoken to. It was the choice of the providence of God. <clears throat> now, the Masons didn't use, this is true, the eye of providence until the 18th century. It was already on the dollar bill, or I'm sorry, in the seal of the U.S. Now, in the dollar bill, it came later, 1935, so that could be a problem. And I'm sorry, Brother Mark, did we show the symbol of the uh, all-seeing eye if we didn't? Okay, so uh, I have the symbol of the all-seeing eye up on the screen there. The Masons didn't use it to the 18th century. It was in the seal of the United States way before that. Okay? The late 18th century. We used it in the mid. Now, the Marian Fathers, the reason we have that is because the Marian fathers have a special devotion to and trust in divine providence, going back to our founder, St. Stanislaus Papchinsky. In his own writings, he said to a bishop, I leave you divine providence. Our founder existed way before Freemasonry. Our founder died before the founding of Freemasonry. All right, what about this checkerboard floor? Notice in the altar, checkerboard floors are older than masonry. The chess set, what's that? That's checkerboard. Let's take a look at our next slide. See the checkerboard floor? Notice there's a difference, though. The checkerboards are equal size, the white and the black. First of all, in our sanctuary, the white and the, and it's not black, it's green. Everybody writes me scathing letters that we have black and white checkerboard. First of all, on the Masonic design, the black and the white checkerboards are equal size. Ours are not in the sanctuary. And secondly, it's not black and white. Those are green. You're free to come up and look at them. And when I go like this, you all have been writing me letters that I'm making Masonic hand symbols. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know of any Masonic hand symbols. So I'm not doing that, I can swear to you. I would not be up here risking my whole priesthood, my life, risking the fact that I could be attacked or falsely accused or whatever it might be for standing up for the church teaching. I'm taking that risk. And I understand that risk. And the church needs to stand up. So, the chess set and the checkerboard predate the meaning that occultists and masons have attached to them. This doesn't make the checkered floor in our sanctuary Masonic. Alternating squares of black and white traditionally form the symbolic floor of the Mason Lodge. This is true. But our shrine floor isn't alternating squares of black and white, but green and pale, as I said. The Masonic floor, as I said, has equal size black and white tiles. Our main floor here at the shrine has large white tiles with smaller green ones. 
Totally different. All right, so we're about done. I want to finish with two important points. Has masonry infiltrated the church? Well, from everything I've read and studied, I think you could say communism certainly has. But masonry is a different point. There's a lot of people accusing John the 23rd and Paul the 6th of being masons. They can't be because that would mean the church is not infallible. Because the church has canonized them. John the 23rd and Paul the 6th have been canonized and there's no evidence of either of them being masons. You know, we have a promise from Jesus that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church. Jimmy Aiken and uh, <coughs> I think it was Trent Horn or I um, can't remember who the other one was, have spoken about this vehemently. Tim Staples. And I'm going to quote Tim Staples here. Tim Staples said, Vatican I, so even if you don't believe in Vatican II, Vatican I said infallibly that there has to be perpetual successors of St. Peter on the throne in Rome. This means until the end of time. If Pius Twelfth was the last, then there is not valid successors and the gates of hell have prevailed. Does that not mean that we can't have horrible choices, decisions from the highest ranks of the church? Yes, we can. Why some bishops have been appointed to be cardinals that don't stand up for church teaching and other bishops like Cordy Leone and others who have stood and defended church teaching with their lives have not been appointed? I have no idea. Why a bishop from Southern California who stated abortion is not, is not the preeminent issue, even though the USCCB said it did, and is, is now promoted to be a cardinal? Have no idea. Is there influence? I think so. Is there indoctrination? I think so. How could we have certain priests and bishops? How could we have a certain priest on his social media? I just read says, life does not begin at conception. Seriously? Why are you a Catholic priest? If you're going to sit there and put to the whole world that life as a zygote, I'm sorry, a zygote or zygote is not human life, why are you a Catholic priest? Because you're going against everything the church has ever taught and stands for. The dignity of human life starts at conception. So yes, like AA 1025 said, I do believe there is Agendas, even inside the church. Who was it? John the 23rd said, the smoke of Satan has entered into the church. We have to address these bishops. We have bishops kneeling in support of a fraudulent group that in their own manifesto has stated support for abortion, transgenderism, redefinition of marriage, destruction of the patriarchy, and advancement of Marxism. All five of those things vehemently condemned by the church. And we got bishops kneeling in order of these false groups that have been proven 
that the money they can't even explain where all the millions that they got went to? What's going on? I do believe Freemasonry is behind a lot of it. Communism is behind a lot of it. So we need to pray for our church. We need to pray for our bishops to be in line with church teaching. Our Holy Father to be in line with church teaching. We as Catholics have to do this. And so I want to finish because a lot of people ask, Father, what if I've had Masons in my family? What do you do? Well, a good idea is to have Masses said. Prayers of healing of the, of the, uh, of the family tree. Um, this is good. You can enroll them in a perpetual Mass association. The Franciscans have them. You can find them online. We Marians have them like the Association of Marian Helpers. We say masses daily. That'll help break those chains. You don't even have to tell them. You can just enroll them. It's beautiful. This is the need we have in our church. Doing things like the Association of Marian Helpers brings grace, breaks those chains. Mark, Brother Mark, if you could show our next slide, become a member of our Marian family. Visit micprayers.org. Start giving those graces if you know your grandpa was involved in this and has passed away for the repose of his soul. Aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters. God bless you because this is so important. We've got to stand up for our church. We've got to realize there are dangers everywhere, but we can't be afraid being not afraid. So God bless you for joining us. The fact that you're part of our Marian family, the fact that you stand with us in defense of Mother Church, God bless you. And even if you're swearing at me right now saying, I don't agree with anything, Father, God has you watching for a reason. Maybe he's asking you to open your heart. What I gave you here today is church teaching. I hope you'll open your heart to it. And we got a lot more coming, praise be to God. We'll be back next week here live at 11 o'clock. In the meantime, if you live in the Buffalo area or you know somebody who does, if Brother Mark can put on the screen, <clears throat> we haven't done a Marian conference in years. And I don't know when we'll do the next one, but I want you to join us in Wakawana, um, New York. Kathy Walbeck and the Knights of, uh, or excuse me, the Holy Face Ministry will help assist us. We have tremendous speakers, Orthodox Catholics, two of my favorites, Stephen Ray and Teresa Tamio, and one of the best speakers you will ever hear in your life, Kelly Walquist. She is amazing. You can't not listen to her and be totally hooked in her message. It's beautiful. Join us on August the 27th at Our Lady of Victory Church in Lackawanna, New York. All us uh, Marians put behind this. It's, it's finally a Marian conference again, Marian Fathers, a Divine Mercy Conference that we haven't done in years. And so praise be to God. They were doing this conference long before I became a Marian. So we hope that you can come up and meet us. And lastly, protect the United States. Freemasonry, if it is in the foundation and ways of our country, if it is in our church in some ways, pray for protection. No better way than our Blessed Mother Mary. Brother Mark got this image working with Brother Andrew 
This is the Immaculate Conception, patroness of the United States since 1847. You can get this, it's beautifully gallery wrapped. We make them right here at the National Shrine. And we gallery wrap them. We have them at the bookstore for those of you who are here in person. If you're uh, watching online, Brother Mark can put up the screen. Visit shopmercy.org, keyword patroness, or call 800-462-7426. I will personally bless these. And I tell you what, I always say, my staff always yells at me. But if you really will hang this and you have no money, I'll send you a free one and I'll bless it. Just contact Peter, my assistant, real easy. Peter James, one word, at marion.org. Peter James at marion.org or call him. He's in the office right now. 413-298-1303. Again, 413-298-1303. If you'd like to place an order, protect the United States. There's no better way from the evils of Satan than our mother Mary, the crusher of heresy. The crusher of heresy. God bless you. Please pray for my protection, the protection of the Marian fathers, and most of all, the protection of the church. As we protect and pray for, excuse me, as we pray for the protection of you as being a Catholic. Amen? Hallelujah. God bless. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit MICPrayers.org. That's MICPrayers.org. Thank you. And God bless you.